Welcome to the All About You podcast and my guest today is Victoria Gallagher who is an expert in all things Law of Attraction. So I would like to welcome Victoria to the podcast and let's go into the world of Law of Attraction. Hello Victoria, how are you? I'm wonderful Sheila, it's good to see you, thank you for yes. having me on your show. Well, it, I, can I just say a huge thank you because we did record this before <laughs> and we had technical gremlins and very kindly you have offered to do it a second time. So thank you very much, Victoria. It's my pleasure. And I'm optimistic that there's a reason for everything. And so perhaps there were <laughs> messages that didn't come through uh, through last time. That'll Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Okay, so Victoria, let's have a little bit of a brief introduction into what Law of Attraction is, or LOA as often I call it. Um, over to you. Yeah, so, you know, so I consider uh, a couple of definitions. The shortest definition that I've managed to come up with is that law of attraction means that you attract what you predominantly uh, focus on. And, you know, ultimately you get whatever you're, you know, thinking about, feeling about, and whatever you are in alignment with. Um, in my more formal definition in my book, I say that law of attraction is when the manifesting conditions and the personal qualities are all in alignment simultaneously. Okay, so let's just briefly talk about manifesting because I think law of attraction and manifesting, are they one of the same? Are they a little bit different? So for people that are not familiar, let's just talk a little bit about manifesting. So manifesting is ultimately, it's using law of attraction. It's using that, uh, that law ultimately to bring things that are not currently in your reality into reality. And, you know, and, and that sounds very magical when you say, you know, it's bringing something into your reality that's not currently here, but manifesting is, you know, it's ultimately creating and, uh, you know, and, and setting an intention and, uh, you know, and, and putting yourself into a, a state in which you're more receptive to, um, you know, to seeing things that are really actually already there. So you're not necessarily creating anything brand new. You're just rearranging and, you know, rearranging what you see and allowing yourself to be more resourceful by, you know, by believing, by raising your own energy vibration, by changing your thoughts, by ultimately uh, receiving and acting upon ideas that are really already there. I think one of the things I wanted to sort of point out from what you've just said, we've often had the situation where we're thinking, maybe I'm going to change my car, fixate on something. And then all of a sudden, everywhere you turn, you see that car or you see something connect and you think, okay, is it I'm more open to seeing things, as you said, that are already there? 
Am I drawing these things to you? I mean, this is where it gets very interesting, isn't it? It really is interesting. And what you just described is how we like to describe the reticular activating system, which is always at play. And so for the audience that maybe isn't familiar with RAS for short, reticular activating system, it's really a part of your brain that is designed to ultimately make make your life easier. Um, and, you know, it's, it's really there to filter out all of the existing data that's all around you. I mean, there's literally billions of bits of data that are constantly, that you're constantly uh, being exposed to at all times. Like right now, as we're having this conversation, there are, you know, thousands of things that you're having to deal with right now that you're not really having to think about. You're having to deal with, um, you know, adjusting the temperature in your body. You're having to deal with the, the air that is on your, your skin, the way your clothes feel on your skin, the, the saliva in the back of your throat, your eyes blinking, all of the, you know, you might, there might be cars going by outside your window that you can't hear or birds. So all of that data, if we had to like focus on uh, each piece of that data and determine, is this something I need to be paying attention to right now? I mean, we just couldn't do it. We, we would go crazy. And so what this reticular activating system does is it sets up a, a filter to where you only really need to focus on a few little things at a time. And it's only letting a few pieces of data in at a time for you to focus on. And so the way that it determines what's important to focus on is what is based on what's in your belief system and based on what you are choosing to focus on. That's how it knows what's important and what to let in. So it works like a really sophisticated like spam filter. You you basically have set up the the filters, you know, throughout your your whole life, throughout your history, but then also just by what you put your attention energy and focus on. That's how it knows what to let in. So if you're constantly thinking about bad things happening, if you're thinking about things that you don't want to happen, oh my God, I always seem to run into the wrong people, mean people, or you know, bad scenarios. Well, guess what? Whether It doesn't know whether you like it or want it or don't want it. You know, It's going to only filter things out, not based on your preferences, but based on what you're focused on. And so if you're focused on the negative things happening, it's going to let that in. If you're focused on the positive things happening, it's going to let that in. So once you decided that you wanted that particular car, you wanted that silver Lexus RX 350. And the very first time you saw that car, you didn't really notice very many of those all around. But then once you put that, put some importance on that by focusing on it, all of a sudden now, oh, there's another one. Oh, there's another one. There's another one. They're all around you. And the thing is, is that they were always all around you, but it was only once you put your focus on it that you really just kind of started seeing them everywhere. And so I would say you're not necessarily drawing things magically to you. Those things are actually already there 
you're just sort of rearranging your, it's your thoughts and your beliefs and your vibration arranging itself to allow you to actually experience more of what you want to experience or more of what you're focused on. So Victoria, let's get to the nitty gritty then. If we want to start manifesting, now a lot of people have probably come across the secret. That's how I came across Law of Attraction and Manifesting. We've had the books, we've had the film. We can manifest things. How do we go about that? How can we dip our toe in the water? So nothing too scary, nothing too out there, but just dip our toe in and just see how we get on. H how could we go about doing that? Can, can you give us a, a little sort of lesson in how we could start? Absolutely. Well, the first thing to understand is that we are always manifesting anyway. So, you know, we are already powerful manifestors. I mean, every single thing that we have in our reality, we have brought into our reality. And so that the very, very first step is to, is to really begin to recognize ourselves as powerful manifestors, because here's the thing. We can come from the perspective that we don't create our reality. And then if we come from that perspective, then we really are going to have a hard time wrapping our minds around, well, if, you know, I didn't create the negative things or the positive things in my life, then now you're kind of coming from like, it's not really possible. So if, if you come from the place that everything that we have in our life, we have ultimately, you know, we've made different choices and decisions in our lives. Um, that's a much, much more empowering place to come from. So then once you have wrapped your mind around the fact that everything that we have is there by our own design, our own choice, our own decisions, then it becomes much easier to say, okay, I'm going to make a decision that I'm going to create you know, I would say, um, starting on the smaller side, create the kind of day that you would like to have for yourself. I used to create very chaotic days that like, it just seemed like no matter how small I would shrink my to-do list, it just would never get done because something would seem to get in the way. Well, who's allowing that to happen? I mean, really it's my life, you know? I create the filters. I create the people that are that I choose to have in my life. I've created my business or I've also chosen, you know, if it's something maybe that you kind of have to deal with them, you have to deal with if your car breaks down. <laughs> you know, eventually you're going to have to get around and drive somewhere. So you have to you have to deal with that, but you can also choose the way that you choose to allow that to impact you. You know, you can choose to make up a story that like, yeah, see this, you know, all these bad things are always happening to me, or you can make it a, into a big nasty deal, or you can say, okay, well, you know, luckily I have a cell phone. Luckily I can, you know, stay calm and I can contact this repair person. And, and luckily there's going to be somebody working on that day. So it's like about changing your perspective around, even if something negative or chaotic gets in your way, kind of taking a step back, creating like just a day that 
that goes smoothly where, you know, you just, you picture the day having a smooth, easy running day. And from that place, you can actually create a lot of other amazing things. You can can start to manifest more productivity in your life. As you manifest more productivity, since you're the one that is running your bank account and your business and, and all of the things, you're able to, you know, be able to figure out ways to create more income or create more opportunities to meet the right people. And so all of these little things ultimately add up to having more control and freedom and, and passion in your life. I mean, I was just thinking when you were talking about all the decisions we make during the course of the day, and you mentioned about setting ourselves up for a good day. If we sort of think, okay, I've got to go to the supermarket today. However, to make it a good experience, I'm going to make myself a list. I'm going to make sure I allow myself plenty of time to get there. I'm going to take the necessary bags. Have I got petrol in the car? Have I got my phone? Have I got my cards? You do everything you can to sort of make it as smooth as you can. As you say, having this positive mindset that it's all going to flow, you've done as much preparation as you can when you get to the supermarket and maybe they haven't got something that you had on your list you're not going to throw a wobbly it's okay they haven't got it i'll make another choice i'll buy another brand or i can probably pick it up tomorrow so i think there's an awful lot we can do in our preparation and then once we get to the supermarket if something doesn't go quite right we're in a better position to cope with it Maybe if we've gone there and we're stressed because we didn't pick up the list, we haven't got the bags, we rushed for time. If they haven't got something we want, we're just going to have a complete meltdown. Exactly. And, you know, that's one of the things, you know, I, I practice meditation on a daily basis. That's just definitely one of the things that I do to, to set my day up the right way. Because in the meditation that I do, it's just a silent meditation where all I do is I just focus on the feeling of air coming in and out of my nostrils, which is extremely boring to do. And because of the fact that it's so boring, your mind and your thoughts tend to want to drift away from that and think about things that are far more interesting, like what am I going to do after this or what happened last night or yesterday or whatever. But the point of doing this is that it's getting control over your thinking. It's like, no, I'm going to think about the air moving in and out of my nostrils and how that feels. And, you know, and you're going to continue to do that over and over and over and over again. And what tends to happen, it's a very subtle change. You know, it's like, I don't really notice, like, I feel some sense of enlightenment as I go through my day, like I'm some spiritual being. But what does happen is the other morning, our refrigerator stopped working. Now, my husband, bless his heart, he's a wonderful, wonderful man, love him to death, is the first one to notice this. And of course, you know, water's dripping all over the floor. And he's like, ah! you know, and I'm just going over there and I'm like, oh, okay, well, look, you know, we need to call our homeowner, uh, associate our home warranty and, and da, da, da. And, and it's almost like you're questioned as to why you're not getting <laughs> like, don't you care? Don't you understand what's going on here? And it's like, 
yes, but you know, what, what is raising my voice or hyperventilating? How is that going? To, you know, this, this is, I, I, I need to keep my, my mind in a calm, tempered place. Um, so that I can have all my wits about me to make the phone calls and take care of it. And that's not the end of the world. And so that's like one of the benefits of, you know, having this mind control, this control of your thinking, because, you know, dealing with little things like that, but not only dealing with things like that, it also translates to when you're manifesting something and, you know, the, one of the biggest reasons why people don't manifest is because they start to go down that line of thinking that, well, it's not working out for me and it's not happening fast enough. And what if it doesn't happen and I don't deserve it and all of those things. And then people are allowing themselves to go down that line of thinking. And it is the thoughts that ultimately are dictating whether what you're going to manifest is going to happen or not, um, you get to decide, you get to decide, well, it didn't work out. What proof do you have that it didn't work out? You went down a line of thinking and you decided, well, because it didn't work out with that, that way or with that person or at, in this particular amount of time that well, manifesting just doesn't work for me. And so if we want to manifest our dreams Ultimately, we have to get control over our thinking. I mean, it really, really starts with that. It really, it really does start with monitoring and controlling any of the thoughts that are telling you like, oh, this isn't going to work for me and allowing yourself to redirect your thoughts to thoughts that are more productive, that and thoughts that are going to open you up to seeing other possibilities, other opportunities and ways that uh, this can happen. It's not usually a linear process. Sometimes things look like they're not working out before they actually do work out because we don't always know the exact way that it's going to work out for us. I think that's very valid what you're saying there, Victoria, because, you know, I love the law of attraction. I think it's absolutely fascinating. And one of the things I personally think is I never think it's not working, but I just think sometimes, okay, it hasn't happened, but there's obviously a reason. Maybe there's something better. Maybe it's not the right time. Maybe I'm looking at it from the wrong angle. I never sort of think to myself, it's not working. It's just maybe the condition isn't right. Maybe the time isn't right. And that has been proved to me so many times when something better has come along and it's been way better than what I originally wanted. So I totally have faith now. Now, one thing I wanted to cover with you is there is this with law of attraction manifesting there is this idea about there is a vacuum the universe does not like a vacuum if we're talking about money or for example someone is trying to attract a partner and i've had this conversation several times okay you want to attract a partner 
is there room for your partner in your life and well of course there is okay let's go and take a look at your wardrobe <laughs> you open the wardrobe doors and my god where is this person going to put their clothes and when you say well where's he going to put or where's she going to put her stuff oh well i'll sort that out when they come uh no you've got to put the the signals the signs whatever you want to call it that you are ready to receive oh i absolutely believe in that as a matter of fact it's not even just about things you know the you know there's all the feng shui types of things that you can do clearing out room in your closet clearing out room in your bathroom your drawers your side of your bed putting setting the table for two people getting an extra lamp you know really setting up your outer environment for somebody to come into your life but it's also about setting up your internal and making space in your internal environment for somebody to come along and that's where i believe a lot of the the work really needs to be done because sometimes we're still holding on to old ways of being or we're holding on to old relationships or old ideas and concepts that are preventing us from having the room for somebody to to come into our lives. If we are set in our ways and we're not going to we're not willing to change or to, you know, be adaptable to trying new things, to meeting different types of people, to going on different types of adventures. If we just want to kind of, you know, just be a stick in the mud and like, you know, I'm not, I'm not changing myself whatsoever. Well, I think relationships really are like this ebb and flow where it gives us an opportunity to rediscover ourselves and it gives us an opportunity to, you know, try new things and, and, and grow with that person. So you have to make room in your personality, in your being, but also just even letting go of the past. And I think so many people, you know, they're, you know, maybe, or maybe they're stuck to somebody that they're, you know, they, they haven't completely gotten over. They're not willing to let go of the past or the present situation um, in order to make room for somebody else to come in. So I absolutely do believe that, you know, the nature abhors a vacuum is very valid. Anytime, anytime I've ever made room for stuff, like cleaned out a drawer, or cleaned out a closet, nature does find a way to replace that. If it's not with somebody, it's with something. <laughs> I mean, I always say, once you start that preparation, watch the magic happen doing the preparation whether physically clearing a space or physically journaling or, or doing something once you start that sort of physical work that translates to your mind and your mindset will change and that doing the outer work is is a bit of a, a step up to the inner work and that's when the magic happens absolutely I totally agree. And it's, it's really interesting too, because like, have you ever noticed how, I mean, sometimes it's like you have a surplus of money and you think, oh, you know, as soon as I have enough money, I'm going to spend it on something really special. But then <laughs> 
magically, it seems like nature finds a use for that money and you end up like that's when the car breaks down or that's when the AC breaks down or whatever it is. And it's, and it's, so it's almost like as soon as, you know, it's like you need to make a decision <laughs> as soon as you realize that you have that extra money that like, okay, I'm going to spend this on something special for myself because otherwise nature might come in and have other, have other plans for it. Let's talk about these manifesting conditions then. So how, how does that all work? A while back, I really had done, you know, some thinking is before I wrote my book, I was asked to, to do a class uh, to teach people how to manifest. It really kind of occurred to me that there was a pattern of things that were happening whenever I would have tremendous success with manifesting. And the pattern eventually became these eight manifesting conditions. The first one being desire, you know, having a very clear idea uh, specifically of what you want to manifest. Obviously, we've talked a little bit about our thoughts. So getting our thoughts to line up so that we're focused on what we want rather than what we don't want. Because so often people are focused on the opposite of what they want. So always having those thoughts clear and centered around what it is that we desire. The third thing is our powerful imagination. I believe visualizing is one of the most crucial, critical ways to tell the subconscious mind what we want. You know, we communicate in so many different ways, but through visualization, through imagining and picturing the outcome as we want it, as if it was already done, that's the third condition is, is our imagination. Fourth condition is truly believing. And when I say believing, I don't mean just with our conscious thoughts, but having that seep into our sub conscious thoughts. So having a firm belief system in and clearing the limiting beliefs that are the blocks and the resistance to having what, what we want. Fifth manifesting condition is our emotions and our vibrations. So, you know, we could be going along and, you know, having clear desire, having our thoughts focused, um, having a good imagination believing, but then we're just not even like, we're just kind of in a low vibe and we're transmitting a low vibration. We're not feeling the passion. We're not feeling excited or happy. And so, or we're feeling extremely attached to our desire and that can really bring our vibration down. So we have to work on doing things that really put us in that feel good state. It's so important that we feel good and feel happy now. Then the sixth manifesting condition is the creative attraction. And what that is all about is really listening, really paying attention and receiving the insights, the intuition, the ideas from our intuition, from the super conscious. And then the seventh manifesting condition is taking inspired action and nothing really happens, you know, if you don't take some sort of action. And I believe 
the inspiration is what comes from that sixth condition. So it's really working hand in hand with those insights, with those ideas, with the intuition and, and acting on that. Uh, when you get those ideas, taking those inspired actions, not forced actions, not the actions that everybody tells you to, that you're supposed to do, the actions that really come from that that inspiration and, and from intuition. And then finally, um, really putting it all together in the eighth condition, which is the manifestation itself and what we do with that. As we start to manifest, it may not be fully manifested, may not be all done yet, but we will start to receive little pieces of our manifestation along the way. Manifestation happens when each of the eight manifestations are all working together in alignment simultaneously. Victoria, you have given us an awful lot there to think about. It's been an amazing conversation. I will include all the links to your website, to your books, etc. And thank you very much for leading us through the law of attraction. Yes. Well, thank you so much, Sheila. I, uh, I really appreciate you taking the time and for having me on your show. And I really appreciate your listeners and those of you who are out there listening and, and getting the guidance. I uh, appreciate you tuning in to this, uh, this podcast and giving me your time. Welcome to the All About You podcast. My name is Sheila and I am your host. In this podcast, I invite people to tell their stories of their travels, hobbies and passions. These podcasts are also now available on my All About You YouTube channel. So if you have a story to tell, please contact me on allaboutyoupodcast at yahoo.com and let's tell your story. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. Please subscribe on whatever platform you are using. It is free. And if you would like to tell your story, please contact me on allaboutyoupodcast at yahoo.com and let's tell your story.